the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Scrub is a guy can't get no love from me. That's right. I don't want no scrubs, man. I don't want any scrubs of any kind in my life, any time, any place, anywhere. And that includes particularly those in office. Hump Day! Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is Hump Day. Glad to have you guys here with me for this Hump Day edition of the Andrea K Show. As we are rolling into another holiday weekend, we are looking at bringing in a new year. Starting this coming weekend, and I'm, I got to tell you, I'm glad to be rolling out of this one, but we still got business at hand here. If there's anything that you want to share with us on tonight's show about maybe we, you know, we're going to be closed on New Year's Eve. So if you really want to share with us any predictions, and I'm kind of glad we're closed on New Year's Eve because I got to be honest with y'all, I'm not one that's a fan of predictions for the new year. I don't do New Year's resolutions, any of that. But if there's anything that you feel like is really important that you want to share about 2021 or anything about 2022, feel free to give us a buzz tonight, 888-344-1170. You can also weigh in on any of the topics of the day. We've got breaking news with Ghislaine Maxwell. We've also got breaking news regarding uh, the economic situation and fallout. Some economists are saying what has been done to the economy, particularly in New York, is disastrous. And people are finally speaking out about that. So we've got Dave Elhoff will be here for the News You Can Use segment to talk about that. We've got some scandalous breaking news with the border. So those are just some of the topics we're going to get into tonight. Follow me on the socials at Andrea K and and at Andrea K Show. Google me either way and you'll find me out there. We are streaming live right now on the Answer San Diego Facebook page. Do feel free to comment there. I love you guys out there. You are my peeps and my family and I'm wishing you continued happy holidays and a very, very, very happy new year. Before I go any further, I got to bring in my brother. It's DJ Potato Skins. It will include and across the board. DJ Potato Skins. Yeah, ready to roll out of this one, Andrea. 2021 can, uh, you know, it can't leave fast enough. Right. 2021 can kiss my hiney. That's all I'm going to say on that. I posted a meme today that I found that I stole from somebody else because I'm not this clever. It said, I'm going to stay up and, and till, to, and ring in the new year, not because I want to usher in the new year. I'm going to stay up till midnight to New Year's Eve on New Year's Eve. Not because I want to usher in the new year, because I I, I want to I want to get this one gone. I want to see 2021 behind me. So um, New Year's Eve is supposed to be such a night of celebration. But if you're like me, it's a time to say adios to the previous year. Speaking of saying adios, uh, it looks like uh, Guilty Ghislaine might be going away for 65 years. She faces 65 years. I put it that way. She was found guilty today. This is from the uh, legal file. Uh, the legal cases filed under the hashtag duh. She was found guilty on five of six counts today and faces up to 65 years of those. Um, that shouldn't come as any surprise. Anybody that, I mean, really the, the big surprise about her going down really is what took them so long, right? I mean, they, the, the U.S. government had no intention of doing anything with the sexual trafficking, the molestation, the rape of young women in this country at the hands of Ghislaine Maxwell, Epstein, and those that participated in it. 
What I do think is interesting, and many people are commenting on it today, is the fact that she's really a fall guy here. Right? She's really the fall guy. Of course, she needs to face 65 years. Of course, she needs to be found guilty. But um, so do... Now, Epstein obviously, uh, you know, found himself Vince Fostered in uh, under under the government watch. Um, I don't believe that he killed himself. There, I said that. Call me a conspiracy theorist. But the reality is, is the way this trial was handled, uh, you know, stunk, has the stench of a cover up, really, because I, I don't care whether or not it should have been this. This case has such importance to the nation, not just because of the subject matter, but because of those involved. So there should have been, with national interest, there should have been cameras in the courtroom. We should, there should not have been any documents introduced at trial that were redacted. The bottom line is this. Those involved that participated in the rape of uh, and sexual trafficking of young women still have yet to be persecuted and uh, prosecuted. <laughs> that was my Freudian slip because quite frankly, any man or any woman that participates in this behavior towards young women and the sex trafficking of, of young women, quite frankly, they need to be persecuted. There's there 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 there's no um there there's no uh, it, badness in it that could go too far for me in this case. So I, I many people have spoken out on the fact that they don't think it's a coincidence that the that the prosecutors in this case were very inexperienced. They were very young. One of which was James Comey's daughter. Um, the evidence uh, surrounding uh, the uh, the questioning, the discovery, the evidence was very convenient to leave out anybody other than we heard the pilot say, yeah, I had Donald Trump and I had Bill Clinton. I flew them. They were on my plane. The rest of the information as to the men who went down on the Lolita Express and those who actually participated in the second, because not everybody that got on the plane with him actually went to, you know, down there and participated in the sex trafficking and the rape of young girls. But any that did have been provided cover here by the U.S. government, by the U.S. Attorney's Office who prosecuted here, by anybody involved, by covering up the names, redacting the information. This is a travesty. And this reminds me of the fact that there is a fund still in Congress, still operating in Congress, that is that involves taxpayers' funds being used to pay off sexual harassment claims against congressmen. And that's what's going on here. I don't care who was involved in the sex trafficking. I don't care if it was Donald Trump. I would want them prosecuted. Because to me... I've, you know, when I say that I want equal application under the law, when I say that I don't want two sets of laws, that I don't want one for the elites and one for the peasants, I don't want one for conservatives and one for Democrats, that means that I want anybody guilty of a crime to face punishment. Now, of course, it's going to vary by state as we have, you know, different jurisdictions and different local, you know, whatever. Um, but, it, you know, if, if particularly when it comes to something like this, and you think about the fact, Skins, that last week, just a few days ago, all we heard all day long was about how this dude duped Joe Biden and a phone call on Christmas from NORAD and got Joe Biden to say, let's go, Brandon. And that dude was completely, I see you snickering. I see you laughing at that. <laughs> 
that might be a top moment for 2021. Look, I'm not, side note, I'm not usually someone that thinks that likes that kind of behavior. I kind of feel like it was a little, a little untoward to actually trick a, troll a president like that and be disrespectful to a president like that. I don't know that I I wouldn't have done it because, you know, I was raised to have manners and taught to be respectful. Um, But in some ways, if you're going to have the demented in chief, somebody that has no cognitive ability, then I think any opportunity that gets, you know, that that gets proven to the American people, I, I don't necessarily have a problem with that. Right. Somebody was pointing out today. Um, the, the way that, uh, you know, George W. Bush would, was excoriated for the way he pronounced Hawaii, right? Oh, he was considered an idiot. High wire, I think, is the way he pronounced it, which is the way a lot of Southerners pronounce it, by the way. Many of my family. <laughs> uh, but anyway, I digress. Back to um, this Ghislaine Maxwell. Um, you know, I mean, look at the dopey stories that have been dominating our news. Meanwhile, there's been a media blackout and even even a lot in conservative media, mainly because there's been a blackout on the evidence coming out of out of this trial. But we have top elite people like Prince Andrew, Andrew, top elected officials in this country, people like Hillary Clinton and Donald Trump and more. Um, I think Bill Gates, um, John Roberts had been been uh, down there to um, Epstein's Island. Pedo Island, I think I think is what they call it. Um, there should there should be where's the congressional investigation here? We still have this Letitia James. I think she is that she's she left the Southern District of New York. She was uh, being the prosecutor there. She was going to uh, run for governor. Now she says, you know, she's going to give that up and she's going to go back to be a prosecutor. She's one of the many people that have declared that it is their mission in life to try to find some tool that Trump didn't didn't have a receipt for that he wrote off on his taxes to try to bring him down. Right. Meanwhile, we have all the, which and, and by the way, if it, it tells me that if Trump was any way connected to any evidence that there that he had been involved with sex trafficking, dude would have already done a perp walk. Right, Skins? No question. No question about that. Um, but meanwhile, well, because it's Donald Trump, too. They're, they're going to waste time on of that. Of course. Of course they're not. So, I mean, you can see, obviously Donald Trump has been clear here, but the rest of those where there needs to be a congressional investigation. Now, instead, we had we had an impeachment over Donald Trump having a phone call. He had every right to have with the Ukrainian leader. Uh, we had him we had him impeached over a peaceful rally that he had every right under the Constitution to hold. And there's no connection to him in anything related to violence, although there is the FBI and this dude, Ray Epps. Right. So it's just uh, this is disturbing. This is not a day to celebrate. Right. This is just because Ghislaine Maxwell was found guilty is not a day to celebrate. In fact, what this does is remind us that we still have two sets of laws, one for the elites and one for the peasants. And she's considered a peasant at this point. Now, she was seen, final thoughts before I take a break, she was seen uh, meeting with an ABC reporter in court. So there's questions as to what her next moves might be. Her next moves might be, and she has the potential to actually strike a deal on sentencing if she gives up other information. So it could be a possibility that uh, she's got more power uh, at this point, uh, then, uh, and, and that there should be some elites shaking a little bit here. But at the end of the day, even if she coughs up stuff, unless she tells it to ABC, I mean, if the government's not going to prosecute these, these, you know, perps, then they're not going to prosecute no matter what she tells ABC news. Yeah, it's right? not going to matter. It's almost like she's lying. Right. Or the, or they'll go after anybody that was a Republican. Right. That's what they'll do. Okay. We're going to take a break. We come back. 
We're going we're gonna to take a trip down to the border. We haven't done some border analysis in a while. And we've got Todd Benzman is going to be here from Center of Immigration Studies with two breaking stories that you guys are just going to flip your wig over. It's that shocking and devastating and disturbing. Stay tuned. Want more Andrea K? Follow her on Facebook at Andrea K, spelled K-A-Y-E. And connect with her on OurFreeNation.org. A.K., Dynamite and Address, or just Andrea K. Whatever you call her, don't call her fake news. It's the Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. That's right. Be careful what you call me, because I just might have to go full out Cajun girl on you. Just kidding. <laughs> I'm kind of a pervy, impervious to the left's attack. It don't bother me anymore. They can try to cancel me. It don't matter to me. All right, joining me now, first time on the Andrea K. Show, is Todd Benzman. He's a fellow at the Center for Immigration Studies. He's got a phenomenal book out called The Covert Covert Border War. Uh, you can check it out at covertborderwar.com. And uh, we haven't done a lot of a lot of reports on the border yet. You want to know why? Because there's so much COVID talk. There's just so many distractions and so many other topics. Uh, not to mention the fact that the Biden administration has done a really good job of, de- of deflecting attention away from it, right? But then, oh, ho, 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 wait till you hear what Todd Benzman is reporting on. I've got two stories that he's going to bring to you tonight. Thank you for being here, Todd Benzman. Great to be here. Thanks for having me. Okay, first I want to start with a story um, before we get into the terrorist than which uh, Mexico released. Yeah, y'all heard me right. A terrorist from Yemen who was released. There's a bolo out. Be on the lookout for him. Before we get into that, I'm going to tease that one out. You're going to want to stay tuned and listen to that. But before I get into that, equally shocking and disturbing, uh, Todd Bensman, is the report you have uh, based upon a trip to uh, Reynosa, Mexico, a migrant camp. Tell everybody what you found that's involving a United Nations-supported IOM, which is an international organization for migration. Sure. Well, I spend a lot of time on the border these days, especially since the crisis broke out in uh, January, about a year ago now. And the last trip uh, was to was McAllen, and then I crossed over Texas, and then I crossed over to Reynosa and found a very sprawling couple of camps there. And in one of the camps, I noticed that <clears throat> there was a cable, uh, kind of a plastic fold-out table, and some workers behind it, long line of migrants, and they're handing out debit cards, cash debit cards to the migrants who are all in line and they were quite open about what they were doing. There was nothing, um, you know, they weren't hiding it or trying to suppress what was happening. Uh, and when I asked about it, they said that they were handing out maybe $400 every 15 days to like say a typical family of four and more, to larger families, less to single adults, pregnant women, that sort of thing. And when I got back to the United States, I decided to dig into that a little bit more. Like, since when is the United Nations handing out cash debit cards to migrants, enabling them to cross the southern border at a greater luxurious uh, time of their choosing? Uh, and uh, what I found was in, in their own documentation is that this is a very expansive cash giveaway program by the United Nations, uh, mainly through their 
agency, the International Office of Migration, IOM. They're giving out not just cash as debit cards, but also in envelopes, just cash in envelopes <laughs> that they hand out. Uh, you know, the old cash cash stuffed envelope. Well, yeah, and let me ask you this. <clears throat> I mean, if I can if I can migrate my way down there, can I mosey up to this table? I mean, are they are they like carnival barkers? Hey, get your cash here. Get your debit <laughs> card here. I mean, what I mean, how anybody walks up, they get an envelope stuffed with cash? Is that how this works? Yeah. I, I think that there's there's kind of an application process and they do some kind of vetting. And, That's even worse you know. to me. That's even worse to me, Todd Besman. An application process. We've you know we've got you know we've basically got some kind of welcome wagon organization down there. So of course we've got caravans coming up here, right? Well, it's true. Uh, you know, listen, the ILM. It turns out is giving more than just, uh, you know, debit cards and cash stuff envelopes out to, by the way, this is according to their own documentation, their own reporting, which you can find online. It's called cash-based uh, interventions, uh, <laughs> is what they call it, cash-based <laughs> interventions. And they also provide money for lodging, uh, long-term hotel uh, apartments, that sort of thing, to keep people, you know, up up in in good stead in northern Mexico. And well, let me inter- let me let me interrupt you there because first of all, cash based intervention are the Democrats and these leftists are they not brilliant with the word with the wordage? I mean, such words <laughs> wordsmiths that they are. And the reason why they're doing this is it not because after the remain in Mexico, this way, if they got to be staying in Mexico, they got some money to hang out, right? Instead of having to be forced to go back from whence they came. Exactly, exactly. And and that's that's what the problem is with uh, handing out cash and, uh, you know, money for apartments and also money for um, what they call movement assistance. Now, this is their own terminology and their own documentation, uh, which which uh, amounts to bus fare, taxi cab fare, uh, money for uh, you know transportation when large groups of migrants move northward uh, from a from a particular town or a city. It's time to move. They'll help the migrants move northward along with. What they consider vulnerable migrants, but but um, this is a, a program that is being carried out in about seventy five to a hundred way stations all along the migrant routes from Panama all the way to the to the Texas border, California border too, for that matter. And so, uh, how, how much is the U.S. How much taxpayer money is involved here? Is it three billion? Well, the it's it, there's no real. Uh, I couldn't really find a good breakdown, but they definitely, ILN and the United Nations definitely receive portion of their budgets from U.S. taxpayers. There's no doubt about that. The 2022 budget for the Biden administration's uh, pro- proposing billions of dollars to the United Nations, $10 billion. We don't know how much of that is going to the ILN. However, we know that some of it most certainly is going to the IOM and making its way into the pockets of migrants. And what this does is it, it provides material support yeah. for these migrants to continue over our border, to sustain themselves until they can get over the border. They might have gotten deported. 
a uh, few times they might have been put back under uh, MPP, wait the remain in Mexico policy. Uh, they may just not want to have to pay for a smuggler right away. They may want to just wait, bide their time. And so this, this really sort of enables it abets right. illegal immigration over the border. And I'll just tell you this one other thing is that they, the IOM is proposing vast increases right now in that program and the cash Mm-hmm. Uh, based intervention program. They love it. They think it's the greatest thing that they've ever done. Uh, so, well, they, well, what, 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 you know, Trump, Trump was a master and, and great at renegotiating, um, you know, people's uh, contributions to NATO instead of us, you know, uh, footing the whole bill for that. And, and he wanted to do the same thing at the United Nations. What we, yet meanwhile, we shouldn't be giving them a dime when they are fund, taking money, taxpayers' dollars or not, which does include taxpayers' dollars to U.S. citizens, to aid and abet an invasion at our southern border. And we should be putting milita- uh, uh, monetary sanctions on Mexico for allowing this to happen as well. Well, there is a growing awareness of the cash-based interventions program in Congress, in the in Republican circles. I was just there a couple weeks ago and met with a number of Republican congressmen, one of whom is Lance Gooden in Texas. And he's actually proposed with six co-sponsors a defund IOM, defund the United Nations bill for just this. And I think that the awareness is really growing Mm -hmm. uh, that, that, that there is a need to intervene in what, in the uh, interventions. Yeah. (laughs) And if Kamala Harris wants to go and deal with the root cause, she should be stopping at every one of these card tables along the way and pointing that out, but she's not going to, of course, Um, before we have to let you go, Todd Benzman of center of immigration studies, go and and get his book covert border war. Tell everybody about this Yemeni uh, terrorist that was released by Mexico. That's right. Well, I just broke that story yesterday at the center for immigration studies, cis.org. And uh, what what happened, uh, this is according to a document that was a confidential law enforcement document that was shared with me, uh, is that the Mexican government apprehended a Yemeni migrant who was already on the FBI's terror watch list. They apprehended him initially in April. He's uh, about 21 years old and is listed as a Category 5 uh, group member. It's probably going to be Al-Qaeda or ISIS or maybe the Houthis, but, but whatever, whatever the group is, uh, it's, it was enough to get this, this migrant listed by the FBI on their terrorist screening uh, database, which is uh, you know, the, our main watch list. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The Mexicans deported this Yemeni in April at our behest, probably, and he returned to northern Mexico in the, uh, just across from Eagle Pass, Texas. And the Mexicans caught him again and kept him in custody from July to November and then just let him go <sighs> on the honor system and said, if you, we want you to, do, to report, self-report every week to us, we'll let you go. Yeah, because course, these terrorists, these level five terrorists have such honor, right? 
Um, he's not That's the right. first Yemeni, right? I mean, these terrorists don't don't tend to, you know, I don't believe in the in the lone wolf. Uh, Dr. Gorka said years ago on my show, he said the term lone wolf, uh, lone wolf is a term to make you stupid. Uh, this is this this is this is part of um, an organized terrorist movement, in my opinion, because he's not the only Yemeni coming across as a Yemeni terrorist. No. Uh, in fact, uh, we've had quite a few Yemenis who are already on the FBI's terror watch list hit our southern border not too far from you. One came in in January at Calexico, California. Mm-hmm. Just they caught him. They caught him there. Uh, he was also on the FBI's terrorism watch list. And then in March, another Yemeni crossed over, also at Calexico. And he was on the terrorist watch list and on the no-fly list and was carrying a cell phone SIM card hidden in the, in the sole of his boot wow. uh, as well. And then we have also had quite a few other Yemenis cross. And not long ago, um, I want to say December 20th, the chief border patrol agent for uh, the Yuma sector put out a tweet announcing that a Saudi a uh, citizen who is on the U.S. terror watch list crossed at Yuma mm-hmm. and that he had connections to Yemeni suspects of yeah. interest. Yeah. So th- this is not just about Central Americans and a border crisis. No. And, uh, you know, all of that. This is there is a distinct national security element to what's happening at our southern border right and uh, you know the and the left and the democrats want to tell you they while they while they're hashtagging every year on 9-11 hashtag never forget this is clearly an example of how they have not only have they not have they uh forgotten but clearly you know they don't care right um in fact well, the islamists cannot. the islamists actually are a natural partner for the communists in the democrat party right uh meanwhile the fbi um, you know, is, you know, happy to have their counter-terrorist task force consider parents who speak out at school board meetings and those who think, you know, that government should be limited are the, are the terrorist. Uh, wrap us up, Todd Benzman, 30 seconds. Well, yeah, not only that, but, you know, typically Democrats and open borders types totally deny that uh, suspected terrorists ever cross that border. They are rejectionists. They say that it's not true, that it doesn't happen, but this is information that's coming straight out of Joe Biden's CBP, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Customs and Border Protection. Uh, they put out press releases, then they had to retract the press release, take it down for political reasons. They made the Border Patrol sector chief in Yuma delete his tweet, uh, not before I could screenshot it, however. Um, and so you they do understand that there is a political liability to having terrorists cross the border and that it be publicly known. Right. It does happen. My book, America's Covert Border War, is all about how often it happens and what we do as a country about it. Well, thank you for, for continuing the, to put the focus on the border. I appreciate it so much. This is just not just an economic disaster for us, uh, a cultural disaster in terms of uh, the shift uh, towards a centralized system of power, but also a national terrorist threat. And there's not enough people in media talking about it today. And I thank you for being here. Thanks for having me. I do appreciate it. All right. Now, y'all follow him on Twitter at Benzman Todd. Get his book, America's Covert Border War. And uh, stay tuned. We will be back with more. 
bringing you 21st century common sense. It's the Andrea K Show. Connect with the show at ourfreenation.org. Telling you like it is, all while eating a donut. The Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. It's Wednesday, and you know that means that, that we've got to give you guys some news you can use for your lives, right? And we need that. You know, this is kind of actually piggybacking on uh, Joe Biden coming out yesterday and everybody's celebrating, these Republicans celebrating that uh, Joe Biden said there's no federal solution to COVID, right? The, Still hearing know, the celebrating today, Andrea. Yeah, yeah. And it's, uh, yeah, him saying, you know, it's it's up to the, to the states to solve it. Well, you know, uh, uh, that's kind of... Uh, ridiculous to be celebrating that when you look at here in California, what Mussolini has done and how he has destroyed entire industries here in the state of California. Uh, Chain restaurants completely gone under, private schools out of business. I mean, the the state governors and mayors and even city, you know, uh, county supervisors have destroyed entire pop, you know, uh, neighborhoods and, and industries at the state level. So tyranny at the state level is no better than at the federal level. And um, no sooner than I had that discussion that an economist has come out and said that the political class is a, quote, machine that's just devouring the city regarding uh, New York City's COVID-19 mandates. And those mandates are being spread around across the country. So the solution is not to transfer to transfer dictatorship and tyranny from a centralized level to the local state state level. Here to discuss this and and also give you guys some ideas for how you can make some better decisions with your for your with your money is my buddy the financial thought doctor Dave Elhoff. Hello, my dear. Hey Kay, how are you? I'm good. I'm glad to see that there's some uh, people that are beginning to speak out uh, more strongly. I wish President Trump spoke out this strongly against these mandates because it's true that this is a machine that's devouring not just New York City, but it's devoured much of our state. It's going to continue to do so as they continue to use Omicron and any other variant as an excuse. We've got Chicago today talking about shutting down schools again. Um, We've got Fauci talking about wanting to require people to get the shot in order to fly on airplanes. That's going to be a problem. Um, This is is economic tyranny like uh, I've never seen in my life. It's like never let a emergency go to waste. And this is an emergency. That's the whole point of it all. They keep on thinking that it's a big deal. Everything I see and read, I got the first trust COVID-19 tracker here. And the same old story over and over again, 99.9x recovery rate. Unless you're in the age group of 80 plus years or 70 to 79, then you have more issues with it. So you vaccinate those people, give them boosters and see what happens. But I'll tell you something, getting a booster isn't going to solve it either. I have my 85 year old mother-in-law took the booster last week and it put her in the hospital. Oh, no. Wow. And and I'll tell you, you know, they say you got to take the boosters, you got to do all this. But then look at all the numbers of people that have been vaccinated and have come down with COVID. 
yeah, everybody I know that's sick from the Omicron is somebody that got that got the shot. Um, and and what they need to be focused on is therapeutics. We know that they've denied therapeutics because they want to p- get people to get the shots because that's about money for them, right? They don't get any money if if people are out there taking the ivermectin or taking the oxy, you know, the oxycotton, the um, hydroxychloroquine, right? They don't get any money off of that. Fauci and all of his peeps, they get the big bucks. If people sit back and get these shots and then in the meantime, these Democrat governors and Democrat mayors have had the luxury of being able to use the excuse of the emergency to, to implement their communist takeover of our businesses and our lives from shutting down businesses, shutting down schools so that they can shut down businesses, um, whether it's interfering with and getting in between a landlord and a tenant because they shut down a business and took people's jobs away from them. So nobody should have to pay any rent. Right. Um, right. All this panic stuff. Then they shut down places like soup plantation, you know, businesses, restaurants that had buffets. Right. Um, they, they, you could go into a strip club, but you couldn't go into a restaurant to eat, right? You could congregate in a Walmart, but not your church. It's been very designed to be a way for them to dis- and, and devour every community at the local level, the city level, and at the state level. And what do people need? We've got that on top of the inflation going on right now. What advice can you give people when it comes to money and making decisions? And, I, and we haven't talked about housing much in a while, but housing contracts for people to buy have actually actually dropped this past month. And I'm wondering if you think that it may be to where we've kind of reached a plateau where people are like, you know what, I could buy, but it's, it's, we've now reached the ceiling on pricing. Well, I don't know if that's happening yet or not, uh, AK, but I'll tell you, you know, uh, the market hit an all-time high today in the Dow. And if you take a look at real estate prices in uh, in California, were up over 20% last year, but they're predicting it to continue to go up for the following year. So at some point in time, this has all got to be rectified. It's all got to be uh, uh, resolved. You know, playing guitar, you play a chord and you have to resolve to the next chord. That's the same thing with real estate. You have to resolve this at some point in time or go, okay, when is it too high? When is it going to come apart? We saw it happen in 2008 and nine, but that was mainly because of financing issues that they, if yeah. you had a pulse, you yeah. got a loan. Yeah. But today, the underwriting procedures are not as loose as they were back then. But at the same point in time, the issue is, is that if you're buying a home for the long term, that's one thing. If you're buying a home to speculate, Based upon what has happened in the last couple of years, you might be sorely disappointed. So you buy a home that you can afford and make the payments, hoping that you're going to stay there a while, yeah. not that you're going to make a ton of money on it, because we've all been disappointed in that buying homes on speculation and then the market turns, you know, between 1980 and 1996, the market was awful in California. Yeah. 
And then it was awful again in the 90s. It was also awful in the 90s. And people that had properties then and and wrote it out were good. I say right now, before you tell everybody about the movie, I say right now, if if you could afford to buy and you know you're going to stay in it for a long time, I would go ahead and get in because these mortgage rates are not going to stay this low. When we're looking at inflation that is here to stay, I'm thinking at some point we might be looking at interest rates on homes, maybe not going back to 20, over 20%, like in the 80s, but it's not going to stay at three or four, what it is right now. Do you agree? I totally agree that you make the decision based upon that you're going to stay in the home a while. You're not making the decision that it's going to make you rich. Right, right. Speaking of rich, Uh, most people would love to be able to go into a a retirement fat and rich. Not everybody can. Uh, Some people have some money and they're just not really sure what to do with it. You've got a movie out, the baby boomer dilemma. Tell everybody how they can see it. All you have to do is text me your email or your address and I'll send you tickets to see it free online. You go online to the baby boomer movie.com and you put in the number that I sent to you and you own it now. You can see it as many times as you want, plus there's over two hours of other additional interviews. If you really want to dig into it deep, that is what you need to do. And you need to think about doing this because I'll tell you what, Andrea, most people arrive at age 55 with less than $50,000 in their retirement accounts. Now, there are some exceptions to that, of course, but don't wait until you're 55 to get there to make these kinds of decisions. Right. Get on top of it as soon as possible because at age 55 for you to collect enough money to retire at age 65 or even 70, you're up against it. Yeah. Especially we got the 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 highest stock market in the in the forever and if it takes a crash when you're either plus or minus five degrees in your retirement, it's going to hurt you bad. Yeah. yeah, it is. All right. Give everybody the number, how they can get a hold of you. 619-548-0965. You can also go to Andrea Kay's place and you'll be able to contact me on that. 619-548-0965. Send me your email address or your address, and I'll make sure you get free tickets to see the movie. Awesome. That's that's the Merry Christmas holiday gift from Dave Elhoff to you guys out there. You want to see this movie, okay? And if even if you're 30 or 40, you got parents who probably need to see this movie, right? Absolutely. So, so the number is 619-548-0965, and I'm going to put this on the socials as well. Thank you so much. Happy New Year, right. my dear. Happy New Year. Thank you. See you next year. See you next year. And I'll see you guys on the other side of the break. Don't you dare go away. Get more from the Andrea K show at ourfreenation.org. Just search Andrea K spelled K A Y E. Andrea K bringing the world a much needed reality check. You're listening to the Andrea K show on the answer San Diego. So the cancel culture is in full effect. Twitter has finally banned Dr. Robert Malone, the inventor of the mRNA technology. He is the one who has said that uh, to uh, inject children with this is a humanitarian crisis. I mean, for a guy that knows exactly what he's talking about, he fathered the technology and they're silencing him. Of course. 
because they have to they have to stop the truth from being out there. Today, a viral video going around is Rachel Maddow saying nine months ago that this means these vaccines means that the virus stops here. You get these shots and you are not going to carry this virus anywhere and infect anybody else. It stops here. Well, you know what? That's what many people thought nine months ago. Because that's what the CDC and the NIH was telling people, right? Exactly. And then when it didn't work, then it was, oh, wait, wait, it, 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 that'll be the case when you get the second shot. Then it was, oh, wait, well, well that'll be the case when you get the booster. Then it was, okay, well, no, you're still going to be able to get it. So now we got to change the definition of a vaccine from being preventing you from getting it or giving it to, well, you mild just won't, you just won't, yeah, you just, yeah, you just have milder symptoms. You just won't die, right? Oh, well, oh, you could die from it. Well, okay, but maybe your death won't be quite as painful. Israel, has what over ninety something percent of the people? highest vaccination rate in the in, in the, the world. world. They're now they're now looking at a fourth booster because they got so many people in the hospitals and dying from it. What does that tell you? It should tell you everything you need to know, right? You want to take them, take them, but stop calling these vaccines because they're not right. And if and 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 if and if they had the truth, if the truth and the science was on their side, they wouldn't need to ban this man. Fauci would be taking him on. Fauci they wouldn't would need be to trying- ban anybody. Fauci would be taking this guy on, right? He'd be saying, hey, uh, let's do a debate on stage. I'll debate this guy all day long, but he's refusing to do it. Hey, last night we had on Dr. Um, Heider, and I got emails from people, and people said that we gave the phone number out too quickly. His website is mygotodoc.com. Um, if you don't want to order from there, he said, hey, give us a call, and we have done the work to find all the mail order pharmacies around the country who not only will mail out the ivermectin or the uh, flu voxamine, or, um, you know, um, you can either order it online or you can call. Here is the number. This is for Dr. Heider. It is 281-219-7367. That's 281-219-7367. Six seven. This is a guy who's treated many thousands of patients. He believes in early treatment, i.e., before you even get it. Take it prophylactically, um, because or at least if you've got it, then at least within the first two days. Because the problem is inflammation with this virus, and you've got to stop the inflammation from taking root um, if you really want to get you know get a boost and, and, and stop it from becoming serious and. There's the Florida attorney, um, surgeon general has stated that the Biden administration is denying them the ability and withholding monoclonal antibody infusions down there. The Biden administration is saying that's not true. Well, I think I'll believe the Florida surgeon general before I believe the Biden administration. They've been on the side of uh, the truth and freedom a lot more than the Biden administration. Well, right. I mean, they've got an interest, right, in stopping people from getting these treatments when they have yet to have people that haven't gotten the jab yet. All right. Thank you to my guests. Uh, thank you to Todd Benzman and to Dave Elhoff. Thank you, Skins. We'll see you all tomorrow night, 6 p.m. Pacific time. Peace out. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. And I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.